We want to meditate, but we have a hard time doing it. And not just because it's difficult or we don't have time. Let's talk about spiritual self-sabotage. Why do we do that? And why do the most spiritual paths cannot help you to deal with this? What are you going to do now? We are in the middle of a spiritual revolution and we know we need to change. But what are the secrets to spiritual growth and awakening? How do you get rid of the false beliefs and dogmas that no longer serve you? How do you see through your own spiritual BS? I'm Alex Vagale, aka the Dutch Taoist, and welcome to my podcast. A friend of mine, she started meditating during the corona crisis. And she was really going for it, you know. She she wanted to do Vipassana, which is, you know, in my honest opinion, it's not the easiest path. And she decided, I'm going to do this twice a day. No excuses. At first, it was amazing. I saw this change in her face and she was more relaxed and open. And it, was, it was great. But I noticed she did not really enjoy it. She kept going. And she kept going and she kept going for at least a month or so. But she was not enjoying it. And I said, um, I just wrote a whole chapter in my book about spiritual self-sabotage. You want to read it? Nope, she did not. And of course, a few weeks later, she stopped meditating. So what happened there? You know, It was like she was setting herself up for disappointment. And in the end, it was like she wanted to, to tell herself, like, you see, I'm not cut out for this. You know, spiritual self-sabotage. I think there's three types, and they all work together. And I'm not a psychologist, but I've seen this so many times. I did it, still do it, and many other people I saw doing the exact same thing in one way or the other. So... Number one, subconscious self-sabotage. You know, consciously you want to meditate, but, you know, we're all so lazy. You know, we tell, we tell ourselves we're going to be very active and perfect, but we actually deep down don't want to do it. Our bodies don't want to do it, and we come up with excuses. Oh, I'm so tired today. I'm not going to meditate. Not today, tomorrow. Now, that's the subconscious. That's number one. That's the easiest one. And then there's number two, what I call superego. Well, I didn't come up with this term. Of course, I think uh, Freud did or someone else did. Uh, superego, it's the, the voice in your head telling you to be perfect. Don't do this, don't do that. Be this, be that. And of course, we're, we're all self-sabotaging our way into proving that we're not worthy of any positive result. So the superego can say, I told you so, you're never going to be good enough. It's the irritating little voice in your head that doesn't stop. And both these number one and two forms of self-sabotage are not very productive. But there's a third kind of self-sabotage, and it's linked to the other two. Because it's a little bit of ego and a little bit of superego, a little bit of subconscious. And we see that a lot. It's when our spirituality 
becomes an ego project. You know, like, I'm going to be enlightened. I'm going to do this. And that's really, you know, the most dangerous form of self-sabotage because it doesn't look like self-sabotage, but it actually is. Because we live in this dream of perfection and awakening becomes this, not just a goal, but an unattainable goal. And it's like, it can get pretty nasty for you and for other people. So let me give you a few examples. And I've gone through all these phases myself, so there's absolutely no judgment here. It's, uh, but we have to see these things for what they are. So we start meditating, and we're so excited. This is such a great technique. Kriya Yoga is fabulous. And you want everyone to know, this is great. Everyone should do it. Step number one. And then we start meditating deeper, and we're like, hey, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at this. And I'm sorry to see that um, these other people, they're not so good at this. They're not so perfect. Either because they follow a path that's, well, it's nothing bad, but it's, it's just not so good as my path. And uh, that's probably because they are not very advanced, you know, like me. And maybe you're thinking, well, Alex, that's just ego. That's not self-sabotaging. Well, you know, as long as the ego has such a grip on your spirituality and you have such a perfectionist view of what you should be as a spiritual person, you're never going to be relaxed and open enough to actually have any kind of profound awakening. Because awakening is letting go of all that shit. And it's just the ego and superego and subconscious mind all working together to keep you from having that liberating experience. So that is spiritual self-sabotage. Masking as feelings of superior, superiority. Excuse my English here. And the more perfectionist our goals are, you know, the harder it becomes. I'm not saying you should not have any goals. No, not at all. You should, and it's good. But it's the perfectionism. And... Another example of how this works. You go to a retreat, you know, meditation retreat. You go your your way for a whole week and you struggle to go to the meditations and then finally you start feeling better. And I've I've seen many people struggle with this and I, I did for many years or some years. You have this retreat and in the end you're in complete stillness and it's great. And then it's time to go home. And that's hard, you know, for anyone. But it's hard mainly because we want to keep that blissful state as long as we can. You know, we pay good money for that. And um, we did so many uh, meditations uh, to get that bliss. So we want to keep it. But that means we separate our spiritual self and our mundane self. It's like we live in two different worlds. It's also like these two aspects of your personality, they don't fit together. But of course, they're one and the same. They are you. You are that. So, you know, these examples, they all have one thing in common. And that's that we have not integrated our shadow. And that shadow, that's a term that was coined by Carl Gustav Jung. 
And he was, of course, a psychiatrist and a therapist and a scientist. So in understanding how these things work, we need psychology. The subconscious, the ego, the superego, that's all psychology. And psychology emerged in the, second, in the, in the 20th century. And, and the most spiritual paths and religions, they started like 500 B.C., or even earlier, you know, hundreds, even thousands of years ago. And for centuries, they had to do their spiritual work without the insights of psychology. And that's why only a very small percentage of students were able to actually become enlightened. It was like a natural selection process. You know, the most balanced students, they stuck to it. And of course, it was, you know, only the lonely, uh, as a lot of sitting in cages, uh, where the emotional issues that you have are not being triggered for years and years and years. And well, you know, well, sometimes you know, like when Saint Anthony was in the desert, and the devil visited he visited him for many years, and they fight. You know, he fought the devil, big fights with the devil for many years. Which, you know, the devil, we would now say, was nothing but his shadow side. But that's a very extreme example. And what is the best way to deal with this for you and for me? It's therapy, of course. That's number one. Uh, We need uh, at least a little insight in our issues, into our issues. And we need to integrate these insights into our spirituality. We need to integrate those different layers of consciousness and the shadow. And Ken Wilber promotes a technique called the 3 one process. Because what the shadow likes to do is project on other people. Oh, you're not spiritual. I can see it. You, know, you are projecting. Everybody's projecting but us. And then is this 3 one technique... You take that projection back from them to you to, hey, that's actually about me. And that's the third perspective, second and first perspective, you know, three, two, one. Taking back your shadow. The worst form of perfectionism is spiritual perfectionism. You know, it gives people the worst time of their life. And it's not very productive in the end. You know, spiritual perfectionism is like we try to love all creatures uh, with a very nice smile. And if someone says anything bad to you, well, I'm just going to pray for you. No anger there. And that's where we see spiritual bypassing at its worst. Because, you know, spiritual bypassing, perfectionism, self-sabotaging, it all ties in together, you know. And I'll be talking about spiritual bypassing. And uh, next time, I, I was planning to do this today, but I wanted to tell you first about self-sabotaging. But next time, I'm going to go into how these negative emotions that get pushed away, uh, how they get stuck in our bodies and in our organs. So please tune in for that. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe or leave comments on my Facebook page or anywhere you want.
Bye.
enjoy this and subscribe to this podcast and uh, go with me on this journey. That would be awesome. And uh, thank you for listening and taking the time. Thank you very much.